Welcome to It's a Good Life, the podcast for entrepreneurs, where it's all about growing yourself and your business. Before we begin, I want to remind you about our ad-free option. Go to It's a Good Life on the Apple Podcast app. You'll see a banner under the logo to remove ads and unlock early access to episodes. It's just five bucks a month, and there's even a free trial. Either way, continue listening to It's a Good Life, and here's our man, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to today's episode, The Five Crucial Abilities for Business. The beauty of abilities is that they can be something you're born with. They can be natural, or they can be skills that are acquired. I wasn't particularly good with money until I honed and refined that ability. Well, today, we're going to talk about the five crucial abilities to succeed in your business, and they are the ability to absorb, the ability to respond, the ability to reflect, the ability to act, and the ability to share. Now, the definition of crucial is something that's decisive or critical, especially in the success or failure of something. The definition of ability is talent, skill, or proficiency in a particular area. So that's what we're going to dive into today. So here we go. The first ability, the ability to absorb. You know, the first thing you need to be able to absorb as an entrepreneur is opportunities. You know, the key to business is to find a need, fill a need. You're either going to fill that need better than anybody else, with more quality, or less expensive, or more effectively, more efficiently. That's how innovation works. So the first thing is to absorb opportunities. Sun Tzu said, opportunities multiply as they are seized. Thomas Edison said, there is far more opportunity than there is ability. And I agree with that. So that's why we have to absorb them. We don't want to jump on every opportunity. It doesn't matter if something's going to be a good opportunity for somebody. The key is, is it the right opportunity for you? Is it the right opportunity for your business? Is it the right opportunity for your circumstances? And is it the right opportunity for right now? The second thing you need to be able to absorb is the information that changes you. You know, we talked about uh, several times on podcasts, we talked about this process called the immersion method. I actually did an episode on it in our very first season of what was called the Brian Buffini Show. It's episode 300 if you want to check it out. And it's this whole dynamic of immersing yourself in content when you're specifically trying to focus and grow in one particular area. I always talk about the book Acres of Diamonds and how brilliant a little book that is. And it talks about how everything you need is right underneath your feet, every opportunity to grow right there in front of you. And so what we need to do is immerse ourselves, turn our car into a mobile university. It's good. Like, you know, you turn off the negative news, you turn off the sports talk, you turn off the reality shows and the gossip shows or whatever else and start putting the good stuff in. Hopefully this podcast is one of those things. Hopefully you find a lot of value in this and hopefully you refer this to people uh, you know and love who could use this stuff. And so it's very important that information, that we absorb it. You know, ideas are worth more than money. If I have a dollar and you have a dollar and we trade dollars, we walk away with one dollar. But if I have an idea and you have an idea, we each walk away with two ideas after we share them. So we need to be able to absorb the information that changes us. John Naisbitt said, we're drowning in information but starved for knowledge. 
Bruce Lee said, absorb what is useful, discard what is not, and add what is uniquely your own. So we want to absorb opportunities and absorb information that will change us and change our businesses. The third thing we need to absorb is the lessons of the winners. Now, my family will tell you that the worst thing that can possibly happen, especially with a team sport, because I, I run a business that has a team, I have hundreds of employees and dozens of leaders, is that when a team sport, especially like football, which is the ultimate team game, but I will watch all the post-championship interviews. I will spend days going into the game plans. Sometimes, like for the Super Bowl, they'll have a show called Miked Up, where you'll have the players and the coaches actually what they were saying when they were on the field and when they were on the sidelines. And the reason is, is what I'm trying to do with that. So I, I love the sporting events. I get engaged, but I want to find out how they think, what they were thinking, how they were processing. And ultimately, I want to study winners. You know, the good news is they typically don't give you a lot of information on the losing teams. And so do you study winners? If you spend time with losers, you can pick up some great habits for losing. But if you spend time with winners, you can absorb an awful lot of winning philosophy, ideas, techniques, and tactics, practices, habits, everything. Zig Ziglar said you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. Napoleon Hill said, a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. Boy, that's not too politically correct anymore to say stuff like that, but that's the guy who wrote the best-selling personal growth book of all time called Think and Grow Rich. Nito Cobain, great friend. We've had him on this show. We've had him at many of our events in the past. He is the president of High Point University now in North Carolina. He says, winners compare their achievements with their goals. Losers compare their achievements with those of other people. Strong stuff. The very first crucial ability is to absorb. Absorb the opportunities. Absorb the info that changes you and your business and absorb the lessons of the winners. The second ability to grow in is respond. Respond. By very nature, respond leads to the first sub-point here, which is don't react. Now, I'm Irish and Italian. That's nitro and glycerin in the same body. Shake and not stirred. Isn't that what James Bond used to say? My mother used to tell me, Brian, count to 10. Count to 10, Brian. And a good advice, I'd normally not be able to make it through four or five. But I've learned over time that reactions cost me a lot of money. Reactions cost me a lot of progress. More importantly, reactions impact negatively, typically, relationships. So we want to respond. The cool hand prevails in business. That's the fact. And we want to use logic, not emotion first. Now, your emotions are very important. Your reactions, sometimes you're triggered, sometimes it's a stirring. It can be all kinds of things. But we want to use our emotions in a secondary capacity, okay? And that's, a Robert Kiyosaki said, learn to use your emotions to think, not think with your emotions. It's a great quote. Learn to use your emotions to think, right? So we're still responding, not think with your emotions. Mavis uh, Mashura says, emotions get in the way or they get you on your way, all right? And Audre Lorde, who was a famous author, said, our feelings are our most genuine paths to knowledge. So the feelings you have, the reaction you feel, all very valid. It just means you need to channel them into a response instead of a reaction. 
And that's an ability that is a powerful ability for leadership. It's a powerful ability for development of your own character. It's a powerful ability in business. And so we want to learn to respond, not react. The second part of responding is seek out inspiration. Seek out inspiration. Now, this is something I do all the time. And uh, people say to me all the time, Brian, why are you so fired up all the time? Well, I'm not fired up all the time, but I try to be fired up more often than I'm not. And one of the ways I do that is I keep a rotation of things that fire me up. There's movies, there's songs, there's books, there's quotes. We use a lot of quotes here in our podcast. Uh, I, I do a lot of things. Music. Music is something that fires me up. So where do you seek inspiration? Now, uh, not just a, a fire-up inspiration, but biographies are something that often inspire me. Someone who overcame difficult circumstances and challenges and setbacks to make something of themselves or accomplish something. Sometimes it's just something that catches my eye. So I was scrolling uh, maybe Instagram one more, and I saw this small little clip of a song. And of course, my kids and bride will tell you, I go down the rabbit hole sometimes. So it was a, a, an orchestral piece at the Royal Philharmonic in London with an American chorus, a choral called Angel City Choral. And a Christopher Tin, if you look it up, in fact, some of you may be more familiar than others, but our podcast has show notes. So every podcast we've ever recorded has written show notes and links to many of the things that we feature. And if you're kind of newer to podcasts, you can scroll down on your phone. You'll see, oh, they were there all along. There's all kinds of cool show notes. And we've actually included a link for you to this piece of music that's just been firing me up lately. It's a song called Woloyo Yamoni. So it's an African song and um, this LA choir and there's this African singer. And it's just really stirring. It's really well done. I just play it in my car. I, I played it before this episode today. It just fired me up. And this you see these people just going all out. And there's this fantastic sound. There's this fantastic song. It's stirring, and it just, when you see people go for it, it makes you want to go for it yourself. So again, check out the show notes, and if this is new to you, check out the show notes of some of your favorite episodes. You'll see they were there all along. We've been doing it for six years. A study in psychology today found that college students who were generally more inspired in their daily lives also tended to set inspired goals, which then made them more likely to be successful and actually reach those goals. There's no shock in that. But hey, they did a study, so it must be true. Jim Rohn said, inspiration can come to us at any time and from many sources. One of the reasons I keep, I have a little black book, literally a little black book with me. And uh, my little black book is for quotes or quips or inspiration or things that come to me, thoughts that come to me, or something like this, uh, Waiolo Yamoni, which I I just wrote it down. I was half asleep, and then I kind of took a nap and woke up, and then I put it on YouTube, and I've been playing it ever since. Helen Keller said, the best and most beautiful things in the world can't be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. You know, sometimes we just need to have the juices flowing. And when you put your heart into something, you know, the best food is when it's cooked with love. I can honestly tell you the best podcasts I've created is when I've prepared them with love. So don't react, seek out inspiration. And then thirdly, turn the emotion you feel into energy. You know, Jim Rohn said, emotions are the fuel and the mind is the pilot, which together propel the ship of civilized progress. Brian Tracy said, positive emotional energy is the key to health, happiness, and well-being. Peter McWilliams said, emotion is energy in progress. So this emotion, this dynamic, this ability to respond, 
it allows you to respond to the needs of your clients better. It allows you to respond to the changes in a market. Rather than react, you're fearful and afraid. No, we're going to respond. We're going to take in the information. We're going to think with logic first and then use the emotion to propel us. We're going to seek out inspiration and ultimately turn the emotion into energy. And positive energy, everything gets better with that. So, first we absorb. Second, we respond. Third is reflect. Reflect. Now, the best methodology I can give you for reflection has been and always been in my life a journal. And if you get a chance to journal, it is a powerful thing. And I have a very simple formula I've used for journaling for years. What I did, what I thought, how I felt. What I did, what I thought, how I felt. Just write it down for a day, what I did this day. Uh, What I thought, thoughts that came to my mind and how I felt. Sometimes things that are really poignant, I'll highlight. In fact, I just did this exercise with a friend of mine. He's a consultant. We've been working together for about mm, a year and a half. So I had kept detailed notes and in a journal. And one of the things that Jim Rohn taught me is that when you really want to take good notes, buy a really nice journal. So I bought this beautiful leather-bound journal that I can get refills inside for it. And, uh, you know, we were able to review this person's consulting with me for the past 18 months. And I had better notes than he did. And it was able to show how valuable it is and how important it is. One of the things I'm always encouraging our coaches to do is reflect with our clients. Because it's very easy when you're focused on the next problem and the next challenge. The coaches get lost in it. The clients get lost in it. How far somebody's come. And it's amazing when you reflect. Oh my gosh, you see, wow, a year ago I was there. We've no context of it, right? Sometimes it's like you did something last week and it felt like it was a month or two months ago. So reflection is important. So we want to, in reflection, we want to remember. The best way to remember, write it down in a journal. Stephen Covey, the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, said, Writing is another powerful way to sharpen the mental saw. Keeping a journal of our thoughts, experiences, insights, and learnings promotes mental clarity, exactness, and context. Brilliant, brilliant quote. Uh, George Santayana said, Those who cannot remember the past are doomed to repeat it. And Cicero said, Memory is the treasure and guardian of all things. So taking the time to remember, very powerful in a fast-paced world, in a techno, social media, media-driven world, there's no time to reflect. It's on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, and it's bombards us, boom, 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 boom. So this is to take a little time. And I'm going to talk more about that in a second. The second aspect of reflection is you want to remember first, then you want to review. This is how you get better, right? So I looked at this last year and a half of consulting with this individual, And I saw where, on one hand, I got better, but I also saw how the process could be a little better too. So we review. And what are we going to review? We're going to review goals versus results. Have you done that review? On a personal level, Zig Ziglar used to call it a checkup from a neck up. You know, the checkup from the neck up was, hey, how am I doing? And one of the ways you do that is you journal. And you read your journals back. One of the things you could review is, for example, your actual activities versus your stated daily routine. Like here's Here's what I said my routine's going to be. What are my activities? Oh, people tell me, all oh, business is down. I go, okay. Now, I know when somebody tells me that, there's a good chance, A, there could have been a change in the market, but B, their daily activities in lead generation probably changed. Their marketing changed. They, their emphasis on sales changed. That's why business is down. 
By the way, that often happens when we get real busy, right? So we got a review. Lord Calvin says, if you cannot measure it, you cannot improve it. He invented the Kelvin scale. The Danish theologian uh, Soren Kierkegaard, I've quoted him many times, says, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. That is so, so profound. When we reflect and review, especially with a journal, especially with what's happened, oh, that makes more sense to me now. Then you take that information to live forward, right? That's what that's all about. Robert Greene said, you were born with the greatest weapon in all nature, the rational conscious mind. So we've got to use it. And the third aspect here of reflection, after we remember and review, is taking time to think. Now, I'll speak autobiographically to this. This has been the biggest win for me in this particular calendar year. I've had a very busy schedule most of my adult life. I'm a very busy guy. I'm a driven guy. I like to be busy. But what I noticed was this constant sense of overwhelm. And I couldn't get my arms around it. And it's like, well, you know, things are always going to come. I have a busy life. I have a big business. I do podcasts. I do events all over the world. I have hundreds of employees. I've got a big family. I got very active stuff going on and daughter trying to go to the Olympics and son's doing this and daughter's doing that and going to games. And and I just have a busy life. I have a lot of stuff going on like everyone does. And what I realized was I didn't have in my schedule time to think. And that's the third aspect of reflection, taking time to think. And I actually started putting it in my schedule. Oh, by the way, you may have noticed that in the last few months, the podcast's really been good. (laughs) I'm getting a lot of letters, getting a lot of emails, getting a lot of feedback. My staff, when I come out of the recording studio, are like, man, that was awesome. Many of my clients write me notes and letters and emails, lots of reviews uh, about the podcast. Well, I can tell you the best thing that's happened to the podcast is that I've been taking more and more time to think and more and more time to reflect. And oh, by the way, we used to do two podcasts a week. So I realized when I was doing two a week, I just wasn't, they weren't hitting it for me and they weren't hitting it for the audience the way I wanted. So I took more time. And so guess what? The commitment is to be just to do one absolutely superstar episode a week rather than two that are eh, pretty good. And so uh, then I found that people enjoy it more. They're getting more out of it. People who've, who want more of it are listening to it more than once, or they go back then into the library of the hundreds of other episodes we have. But I've started taking time to think. It's amazing when you do that. Nelson Mandela said thinking is one of the most important weapons in dealing with problems. Norman Vincent Peale says, change your thoughts and change your world. I was too busy to change my thoughts. How about you? So that's an ability that I've really started working on far more significantly, put it into my calendar, and then I don't fill up my calendar with garbage. I fill my calendar up with things that allow me the time to process and do the things that we're talking about, absorbing, responding, and in this case, reflection. Reflection is remembering. Good tip to do a journal. Review. How's it going? What's your goals versus your results? And then taking that time to think. Next is uh, an ability, and a very powerful ability, in fact, Probably the key ability for success is the ability to act. Business rewards action. So we want to think and we want to reflect and we want to absorb, but we can't get paralysis of analysis. We, at some point in time, we've got to go do. We've got to do. And uh, underneath act, I, I want to share with you that winners are doers. End of story. 
It's just the way it is. Now, I'm going to give you a little tip here that'll be very helpful. At least it's been helpful for me. I have a phrase that applies to tactics, and I have a phrase that applies to strategy. And it's a different approach when it comes to action. When it comes to tactics, it's fire, ready, aim. Fire, ready, aim. Go do it. Fire, ready, aim. Go. When it comes to strategy, it's aim, ready, fire. The aiming is, okay, this is a strategic decision, a strategic approach. I need time to think. I need time to reflect. I need to chew on this stuff, absorb the information, look at the opportunities. I'm going to respond to what's going on. And then I'm going to build a plan out. And it's okay. It's a strategy. The strategy is aim, ready, fire. But the tactics, fire, ready, aim. So many people get caught up in perfectionism and procrastination. And what it really is, it's a fear of failure. It's the fear of judgment. Oh, if I do this, what do people think? If you are struggling with procrastination, you're really struggling with the fear of judgment, the fear of making a mistake. When it comes to tactics, there's really not a lot of mistakes you can make. You just learn from them. But you got to go do. Winners are doers. You got to go do. Vince Lombardi said, winners are willing to go longer, work harder, and give more than anyone else. Dennis Waitley said, losers live in the past. Winners learn from the past and enjoy working in the present towards the future. And a great Irish proverb says, you'll never plow a field by turning it over in your mind. The fact of the matter is you got to go do it. Many of us think we've plowed our fields because we've gone over it and over it and over it in our minds. You can be mentally exhausted, but not physically exerted yourself at all. You got to act and your business will be rewarded because of the actions you take. Fire, ready, aim on the tactics. Aim, ready, fire on the strategies. So, Winners are doers. The second thing is do it, then do it better. This is one of the principles I have in a book I wrote. What I wanted to do is bring these principles to life to you guys. So I have a very special gift for you here today, and that is the team at Buffco surprised me by putting together a beautiful digital version of this. And it's just really cool. What you'll see is if you go to itsagoodlife.com, go into uh, resources there, and they've put together the book in a downloadable form for you. They've just kind of sweetened it up, tightened it up. It's an edited version. It's really kind of cool. It's quick and you get through it. It's fantastic stuff. So we haven't done one of these before. So just want to let you know it's there for you. And uh, congrats to the team. They came up with that idea. Go on itsagoodlife.com and download your version. Kudos to the team for doing that. So one of the principles in the book is do it, then do it better, right? So you're going to act, do something, and then improve it. Maya Angelou said, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. Zig Ziglar says, you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. So get that book. It'll inspire you to go and put some stuff into action. And then lastly, under action and take an action, uh, get great at doing. Simon Sinek says, words may inspire, but only action creates change. Steve Maraboli says, take action. An inch of movement will bring you closer to your goals than a mile of intention. And then Gustav Jung said, you are what you do, not just what you say you'll do. We need to act, okay? We want to be winners and winners are doers. Do it, then do it better, and then get great at doing. And then lastly, the last ability here to cover for you is to share. So once you absorb, once you respond, once you reflect, once you act, then it's time to share. Share your philosophy, share your vision, share your mission with your companies, your staff, 
your clients, but also take people in the carpool of success with you. What I would say in, in share is be an influencer, okay? I'm not talking about a social media influencer, but it's interesting. Like, you know, I'm, I'm here in the studio talking, so obviously I, I sometimes talk about myself and it can be uh, kind of bizarre. Um, but, you know, I'm a person named Brian Buffini, who's the son of George and Therese Buffini and grew up in Dublin, and, and that's just a person. But I'm also a brand. So I've, there's been this big company built around me that's a brand built around the brand of Brian Buffini, which is kind of an interesting thing. And then lastly, I have this other side of me where I've been helping people out for years. It's a joy for me. I love to help people. And some people I've had the pleasure to know and get to meet on life's journey. And, and those people who I've kind of mentored and brought along, dozens and dozens of these people over the last 30 years or so, they call me Mr. B. It's Maybe that's a, a movie someday. They call me Mr. B, right? They, they call me Mr. Tibbs with Sidney Poitier. But that's just how it's gotten about. And you know, it's probably a lot of younger people uh, I've helped over the years. So that's how that grew. And then they talk to one another and it's Mr. B this and Mr. B that. The dynamic is Mr. B is an influencer and he's a guy that loves to share with people. And, you know, I would say all of us can be a Mr. B. You all have something to share. The experiences you have, the lessons you've learned, the things you've overcome in your life, just some great wisdom that you've learned and insights that you have. It doesn't mean you have it all together. It doesn't mean I have it all together. But what's your version of being a Mr. B? To go and take someone in the carpool of success, someone in your office, someone in your family, someone who's connected to your family, who's maybe struggling in an area that's a real strength for you. And it's one of the most powerful abilities to grow in is the ability to share. Ken Blanchard said the key to successful leadership today is influence, not authority. So you want to be this influencer and you'll be an influencer everywhere you go. Stephen Covey said, what you do has far greater impact than what you say. And that's why you, you get to be an influencer by people watching your feet, not your mouth. John Quincy Adams said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, become more, you're a leader. And so I think that's the key. As you share, you become a great influencer. Second, you kind of formalize it and become a mentor. One of my favorite quotes of all time, I have it hanging in my office, says John Crosby. He said, mentoring is a brain to pick, an ear to listen to and a push in the right direction. Susie Orman said the key to being a good mentor is to help someone become more of who they already are, not to make them more like you. Amen. And then Jack Welch, who was the CEO of GE, said, uh, before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. And when you become a leader, success is all about growing others. And so you be an influencer, you be a mentor, and then lastly, you teach. And these are the three ways you share. Joseph Joubert said, to teach is to learn twice over. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And I would say that doing this work with you people is a privilege to do because I get to learn so much myself uh, and relearn and remind myself of what living the good life looks like. Uh, Henry Adams said, a teacher affects eternity. He can never tell where his influence stops. And Maya Angelou said, when you learn, teach. And when you get, give. Powerful stuff. Five crucial abilities. Absorb, respond, reflect, act, and share. Get better at any one of those, you'll be better as a person, you'll have a better business, and you'll be able to impact more and more people. I hope this has been impactful for you today. I hope you download uh, the digital version, and it's on itsagoodlife.com. It's free to you, no obligation, just happy to share it with you, want to bless your life, and uh, hopefully you'll be blessed by it. Thanks, Brian. The very same to you. And just to remind you all, the ebook he talked about is The Entrepreneur's Playbook. 
It covers the three fundamentals of running a successful business, sales and marketing, customer service, and financial management. It's a quick and essential read for any business owner, and you can get a copy at itsagoodlife.com. While you're there, check out a free business consultation where you can get to talk live with one of our amazing crew, and we will see you next time. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.